is the word of the Lord. Father God, as we come into this space of reflecting on your holy word, we pray that your spirit might be at work among us. Help us receive in our hearts the promises that you lay before us. And may we receive comfort and joy in the work and life of your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. So I do know that this is Advent and that we are waiting for Jesus' birth. And yet this morning we're looking at this text where Jesus is already adult, starting his ministry, and John the Baptist is kind of questioning if Jesus is really the Messiah. And especially on this Sunday, where we're focusing on the light of joy, it does seem kind of a strange text to bring us back to this place of doubt. As we have on our wall, we see like things are supposed to be getting lighter. We're supposed to be moving closer and closer to this time of celebration. And even John the Baptist himself, if we had looked at a couple chapters earlier in Matthew, was quite excited about who Jesus was. In fact, when Jesus came to John to be baptized, John proclaimed that he was the one who needed to be baptized by Jesus because he recognized that there was something special about this Jesus character. And now a couple chapters later, he is in prison and he is doubting. So much so that he sends his disciples to Jesus to actually ask the question, are you really the one that I have been proclaiming? The one that we have been waiting and hoping for? Is that you? Or should we not get our hopes up and just keep waiting for someone else? Now there is a lot of doubt in scripture, but the power of this passage is that it is John the Baptist the one proclaiming the coming of the Messiah. If there is anyone who should know who Jesus really is, you would think it is John. And yet, on this third week of Advent, here we are, sitting with John in his doubt. And that's actually a really beautiful place to be. Because I think if we look in our own hearts, or if we look at the lives of some of those around us, doubt is real. We go through this Christmas season, and it is everywhere. There are lights, there are ornaments, there's festivals, there's fancy dinners, there's all of these wonderful things. We talk about the themes of comfort, and joy as being the most prevalent in this time. And yet if you look at the numbers, 
December is one of the hardest months for people to feel alone, to feel depressed, to struggle with those that are missing, to feel that emptiness, to have some anxiety about the new year that is coming. We have this picture that if we are followers of Jesus, that if we come and say we're starting to live in the promise of his kingdom, things are going to be really great. And then sometimes life hits us and we're just like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And that is what John is saying this morning. He was so excited about Jesus. But he also had these expectations in his mind about what it was that Jesus was going to do, what Jesus was going to bring. And as he's watching Jesus' ministry start to unfold, Jesus isn't ticking the boxes that John is waiting for. And not only is John not seeing this Israelite nation come back, not seeing this kingdom built, he's in prison which is the last place I bet he thought he was going to be. He's like, Jesus came. Finally, we get to see it, and I'm in jail? This can't be right. This isn't what I hoped for. But what I love about John is that he voices it. He acknowledges his doubt. And he sends his disciples to go right to Jesus. And he asks so clearly, are you the one? Can I put my faith and my trust in you? He's not playing around. He's not being coy. He's just like, I need to know if I am going to keep going, if I'm going to get through this time in jail, I need to know it was worth it. How often are we that honest about our doubts? Especially in Advent, when most of society around us is telling us to celebrate, is telling us to buy into the season of happiness, of joy. Are we finding those spaces to acknowledge our hurts and our doubts? If we really believe that Jesus, who came and is coming again, is as powerful as we say he is, then it is fair for us to sometimes say, wow, this isn't how I thought it was going to be. But are we bringing that to Jesus? Or are we hiding it, saying, no, no, my faith is solid. 
Or at least that's how I want it to appear. Because if you are still struggling in the darkness, if you are still feeling trapped there, the only way out is to actually ask Jesus to come and bring you his light. We can't find our own way out of here. We have to ask for help. And I think Jesus even hints at that. There is this curious statement at the end of his response where he says, Blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. Now, it seems like kind of an odd phrase to end his response to John. And I'm, I, would, I wonder what John thought when he heard that. Of, Okay, you've proclaimed all of these miracles, all of these changes in society, and now you're saying blessed is no one who takes offense. Um, do you think I took offense at you? We don't know what John thought. But I think it could be about asking for help and then receiving help. Because I think sometimes we get offended when people want to help us. We want to be self-sufficient. In this season especially, we want to look like we have everything together. We want to look like we have so much that we can give, we can be generous. We can happily partake of all of the festivities. And if someone were to see through that and ask if we needed help, we might be a little offended. We might also be a little offended if we saw other people being helped that we didn't think necessarily deserved it. See, John was thinking big picture. He's waiting for the kingdom of Israel to come back. And Jesus is saying, look, my kingdom is here. The blind, the lame, the hurting, the outcast. I am helping them. That is my mission. That is my kingdom. These people who have come to me and cried out for help, I am healing them. Does that offend you? If we really believe the light of Jesus came and shone to every corner of the earth, then we have to believe that it's going to work in ways that we don't always understand. Because we don't always see the places of darkness. And we don't always unlock the places in our own heart. We don't really want Jesus to shine light in some of those places. Because then we have to be honest about it. And that is painful. And that can mean setting aside your pride to say, I don't have it all together. It can be saying, I just can't go to one more Christmas party 
because my depression is really bad. It can be saying, I can't afford to give to that cause because I'm struggling to pay my bills. It can look a hundred different ways. But the promise that we have is that God can work in all of them. And the beauty of this passage this morning is that it reminds us that it's not incompatible to see the light of Jesus and to be excited about it and to celebrate its coming and to also hold up our brokenness and our doubts. God is big enough that he can hold our doubts. He's not going to shine any less brightly. I get, I have like the Bible app on my phone, and it gives me a little verse of the day every day. And yesterday, it was one of the Psalms, and I have a slide. And so in Psalm 42, it talks about, why am I discouraged? Why am I restless? I trust you, Lord. That is the space that I invite you into this morning. And I love the Psalms because I feel like they capture these big emotions we have. Of that, on one hand, we say, I am discouraged. I am restless. And the other, we say, but I trust you, Lord. Those aren't mutually exclusive. Both of those things can be true for us. And especially in Advent, I think it is so important for us to remember that. So that when all of the joy around us just isn't resonating with our hearts that day, it's okay to say, I want to be there but I'm just not right now. We as a church are entering a time of transition, and there's going to be some unknowns. And it's okay to say, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know how I feel, or I do know how I feel, and it's not comfort and joy. It is okay in this season to name that. But know that the light of Jesus still comes for you. And it's going to surround you. And if you open your heart to Jesus, he's going to come into those dark spaces and he's going to be present with you there. John the Baptist had doubts and was also one of the most well-known prophets. Give yourself the grace to feel whatever it is that you feel in this season. But also know that the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ is solid 
And it is something that can anchor you in those times of death. And when it feels overwhelming, you can cry out to Jesus and say, are you the one? And God is going to lay before you evidence of his love and his power. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that when you gather us in as your children, your arms are big enough to hold whatever emotions, whatever experiences, whatever thoughts we bring with us. That there is nothing that we can do that will make you turn your back on us. Lord, we pray that in this season of lights and songs and joy, we might be reminded that it is okay to have moments of doubt, of sadness, of fear. Lord, in those moments, may your light shine brighter. And may you bring around us brothers and sisters to remind us of all of the little ways that you are constantly at work in this world, Lord. Lord, soften our hearts. Help us set aside our pride so that in our moments of need, we are able to cry out to you, knowing that you will answer. And Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who did come and show us how abundant your love is. So it is in his name that we pray.